Uh, greetings, friends. It's Hit Factory here. Uh, along with this week's episode, we are wanting to kind of give you a glimpse into some work being done by San Francisco activists to aid unhoused members of our community through an organization called Hotels Not Hospitals. Uh, we are donating all of our Patreon proceeds for the month of January to H&H. So if you're a listener and you like what we do, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash hitfactorypod. Uh, we'll also link directly to the GoFundMe for Hotels Not Hospitals uh, in the episode description here, where even if you don't feel like supporting the show month to month, uh, we would absolutely encourage and appreciate you giving. To give us a little bit more information on the organization and uh, and the work that Hotels Not Hospitals is doing, uh, we have invited onto the show an organizer from the Bay Area here, Edna Kozakaro. Edna, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, the first thing, I guess, is uh, maybe you can just give us a, a little bit of background information on the state of homelessness in the Bay Area and San Francisco specifically since the start of the pandemic and since uh, shelter in place happened last March. Sure. Um, so that's right around when when this project kind of got started. So um, back in April, in response to um, the shelter in place public order, the Board of Supervisors unanimously passed legislation um, that was meant to open up hotel rooms. Um, I believe the number of rooms was around 8,000 and 6,000 of those were supposed to be um, allocated for our unhoused neighbors who do not have space to shelter in place. Um, despite that passing unanimously by the board, uh, the mayor, declined to sign that legislation. Um, and today there are, they've opened up about like a fraction of that. So that like 2,300, I think was the most rooms that were open at any time. Basically because of the city's failure to address the scale of this crisis, um, homelessness in San Francisco very well might be getting worse um, instead of better. They're really, we've, we're in this moment where there is an opportunity to um, kind of make revolutionary change. Um, and that's not what we're seeing happen um, with our city government. So jumping off of that then and, and the insufficient response of, of Mayor Breed and, and the city of San Francisco, um, maybe you can explain a little bit about where h h Hotels Not Hospitals, comes in, the work that you all are explicitly trying to do, and, uh, and uh, yeah, just maybe like the, the demands of, of h and and, and what, what the organization is seeking to achieve. Yeah, so um, Hotels Not Hospitals was really born out of um, that inaction by the city early on in the pandemic. Um, the project was started by um, several organizers out of the um, Democratic Socialist of America's Homelessness Working Group. Uh, it's a mouthful. Um, and so the, the whole project is based on this premise that housing is a human right and that no human beings should be excluded from housing. Um, and here in San Francisco in particular, um, that kind of disparity around housing for profit versus for need is really acute. Um, and it's made really clear in the pandemic 
when um, we're seeing how San Francisco's real estate market um, is really functioning for profit um, and, and not for the needs of, of San Franciscans. Off of this premise of uh, housing is a human right, um, the project really started um, out of a basis of um, material solidarity. So um, the first function of this project is to raise money from the community um, in, in it's a mutual aid effort to um, rent hotel rooms for unhoused people and kind of do the job that the city refuses to do. Um, and out of that kind of basis of material solidarity, our aim is to really change um, the city that we live in and, and transform our relationship here in San Francisco with housing as a commodity. So we um, start with the basis of that material solidarity, renting rooms for unhoused folks. And out of that, um, the kind of longer term vision is to build uh, political power from the ground up and, and really um, offer a different solution outside of the existing institutions that we have here. Yeah. And one of the interesting trends that I've seen over the course of the past year, as it relates to this work, is that these corrosive approaches to housing and just sort of like who gets access to it and and who doesn't and sort of the way we treat um, citizens of this city have been exacerbated. Like we already knew, you know, that there that our mayor um, uh, was really fond of sweeps. And now we've seen that uh, the sweeps are not only inhumane, as they always have been, but actually exacerbate the spread of COVID. And on top of that, when we think of sort of other other things that existed previously pre-pandemic in San Francisco that are now uh, unique to this situation and, and exacerbating some of these issues, there's this you know really strange tension of like construction still happening despite the fact that this there's a sort of mass exodus from the city. And on top of that, that we have, correct me on this number, I think it's something like 10,000 unhoused people in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, it's all sort of founded on this false premise of of scarcity and mm -hmm. uh, profit, to your point, rather than of just matching support with need very directly. Yeah, 100%. And that kind of mismatch there is we we see in a lot of places, but I think one thing that um, has been really kind of eye-opening is this situation where we have so many hotel rooms in the city that are not being used. They're sitting empty because we, the tourists are not coming to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And um, meanwhile, as you said, we have estimated 10,000 people living on the streets and, and that even getting understanding those numbers is challenging because of the constant violent displacement that people um, experience on the streets. The city's approach in general is, is very complaint driven rather than being driven by the needs of human beings. So that's kind of what we see in these street sweeps and in the situation that people are experiencing. It makes it really hard to live and it also um, makes it hard to organize for 
your rights when um, the city is actively um, making it difficult just to survive. Absolutely. I think that's a really good segue into talking a little bit more about some of the longer term demands, longer term and short term demands that HNH is making. If you could just share just a couple of those or or speak through some of the things that you think are really important to call out. Yeah, so um, H&H is, is made up of um, unhoused and housed activists. And so recently um, in, I want to say November, um, the Department of Homelessness and Supportive Housing, HSH, um, announced this rather arbitrary plan to start closing the hotel rooms that they did have open. Um, and so that has driven a lot of um, response from service providers um, and all kinds of groups organizing um, around homelessness. It, in response to that kind of threat that the um, best program, frankly, that the city has, uh, a most successful program for um, housing people, in the pandemic, we came together um, as this group of housed and unhoused um, activists and, and put together kind of a list of eight demands that we have for our city government. Um, and kind of number one in, in that list of demands is that the uh, shelter-in-place hotels do not get closed. What we've seen from the shelter-in-place hotels is an opportunity to provide people with safety and shelter while they transition to longer term stability. To see the city look at this program as something that needs to be shut down and is supposedly fiscally irresponsible um, makes really clear that the, our current administration's intention. Mm-hmm. Um, or lack of intention um, to help folks. Uh, so yeah, so number one in our demands is not to evict anyone from the SIP hotels. Um, and that really kind of plays into um, the our other demands, which um, you can read about at hotelsnohospitals.org slash our demands. Um, and that speak more broadly kind of to um, our demands for the for all un, for all of our unhoused neighbors um, in in the shelter in place hotels and outside. I guess one thing to, to move into now is uh, just how people can sort of get involved. Obviously, there's the the capital necessity um, in terms of donating via the GoFundMe or or you know individual donations that way. But uh, for people who may be uh, a little bit closer in proximity here in the Bay Area, um, what are some some other ways that people can involve themselves in this movement and and help our our unhoused neighbors in San Francisco? Uh, Thanks for asking. That's um, exactly what I'm certainly excited about um, is kind of the growth of this movement, exactly as you said it. So um, of course, yeah, donating um, to the fund directly is a great way to contribute. Um, We are also, it's a perfect time to join the movement because we are currently um, 
building ways for people to get involved basically with how how whatever in whatever capacity they have available we are going to be putting out regular updates uh, for folks to be able to follow along with the work that we're doing and kind of keep up with everything on a a more detailed level than if they are following us on our social media, which is also another great way um, to follow along with the project. Uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. On Twitter and Facebook, we're at HNH underscore, or no, HNH SF. H and H underscore SF. You're right. H and H underscore SF and we're Hotels and Hospitals on Facebook. Um, And we are also looking for folks that are interested in maybe, you know, volunteering occasionally. Um, So you can sign up to um, be on a list that gets pinged um, when we say, for example, have a direct action or have an individual project that's easy to plug into. Um, and we're also um, looking for folks to sign up that would be interested in um, being involved in a rapid response network where we can make ourselves available to support our um, unhoused neighbors in some of the violence that they experience on the streets, frankly. So that's a great way to be in, in solidarity as well. Um, and you can also um, join us as an organizer. Um, we're always happy to have um, new folks. Uh, it's been awesome working with you, Carly. Um, Likewise. <laughs> over at um, on the project. So yeah, so all that to say, there are many different ways to get involved. Um, we, we basically want it to be possible for anybody to uh, join the movement, however much availability they have at any given time. The only other thing I, I want to call out about this organization in particular that I think is really tremendous outside of the things we've already talked about is also just sort of like the educational efforts that are happening. You know, activism can look and feel like a bunch of different things and and lives and breathes in a lot of different ways. And I think one of those um, one of those ways is through educating a community that may not fully understand the problems that face the community and the people living in it. And I've really appreciated how H&H has sort of really made some concerted efforts not to just give direct mutual aid, but to also widen the aperture for San Franciscans who maybe sort of know obliquely that homelessness is a problem, finger quotes, but they don't really understand what that means. And particularly in the form of, you know, exposing some of the ways in which our local government uh, approaches the issue um, and the people that we're living next to. And also just that you guys have really done a ton of great work to actually give voices to the people who we so often silence um, in our communities and just seeing some of the ways that uh, having a place to rest and recharge, which is just like a really basic need, as you said, um, brings so many things beyond just safety. It, uh, you know, there's an emotional and mental health component on top of physical health and hearing unhoused San Franciscans actually speak to their own personal experience and the impact that Hotels Not Hospitals has had directly on their life from one hour to the next has been really impactful. Um, And I think it's one of the most powerful things that um, the program has to offer outside of, you know, the the material needs is just also really um, creating spaces for education and empathy. 
Yeah, we kind of talked a lot about where we feel or I feel this the city has failed. But um, to your point, we're also a, a community of, of people here in the city. And the um, relationship that we have as kind of members of this community with homelessness um, is also a, a huge problem. It's a good point that you raise that um, the reason that we start with that the project out of this basis of material solidarity is exactly as you explained that we start out of this basis of material solidarity because we believe that that's the first step to being able to organize and and build a different world um because you you do need to to have your basic human needs met (laughs) first off um and that's not possible to do without shelter. And so part, part of the our approach is um, exactly as you said, u- utilizing messaging um, to really highlight the situation. And it's been pretty amazing to be able to um, talk to folks directly and offer our platform um, to elevate their voices. Um, that's at the core of what we do is the, this partnership between um, housed and unhoused folks. Um, we have a few kind of frequently asked questions that that come up a lot. One of them is how how is what hotels, not hospitals, um, not like how is the work that we're doing um, not charity? What this project is seeking to do is to um, transform the system that excludes people from housing. So we do have the immediate work of um, renting rooms. And that is what our mutual aid fund functions for. Um, Pretty much as soon as money kind of hits that fund, it goes immediately into um, immediately to renting those hotel rooms. Um, The kind of important distinction uh, there with what we're doing versus the the model that we see with the city um, in their kind of supposed path to housing um, is that we don't function as a service provider. We are working to build political power. And one way that we do that is by offering the material solidarity of hotel rooms. But the important distinction for us is that what you see um, in the current kind of housing or path to housing institutions um, is a lot of infantilization of unhoused folks and kind of a lack of humanity. Homelessness, like air quotes, is an is a problem, um, but it's composed of human beings that are all unique and um, that all need different things. The one size fits all solutions that we see proposed um, just are not appropriate (laughs) for the situation. Um, And so what we have seen um, with the folks that we have been able to rent rooms for is 
exactly what we expected, um, honestly, which is that having space, a door to close and lock, um, and the ability to sleep through the night allows for some healing and um, is super important for mental health. You know, you're, you're talking about something that is so important when it comes to like mutual aid efforts and to, uh, you know, to, to political mobilization, which is just restoring dignity to people and, and, um, you know, allowing people to live dignified lives with their needs met, um, whoever those people are. And that's how you really achieve the long-term solutions that you're looking for, you know, po political, uh, just like even, even in attention span for, for politics and, and for organization and for movement. Uh, I, I think that the the organization is is really inspiring, really incredible. Um, the work you all have done so far, and and the things that that Carly has come to me with and told me about, have all been, yeah, just just really motivating and and wonderful. And um, yeah, I I, I can't uh, extol the work you guys are doing uh, enough. So I yeah, just really happy to to be able to to offer the little bit that we can through our our humble show and, and little program here and uh, and give you all a little bit more of what you need to make sure that we're taking care of people who are our neighbors who are part of our, our community who are who are part of of that uh, that network of san franciscans and and bay area people who who can actually make real change from the ground up and and make the society we live in better totally yeah thank you okay. for all of your time and um I'm glad that we're doing this because I haven't, this is the first time that I'm speaking about the project publicly. Um, and so definitely um, appreciate the like friendly space to get that practice. So thank, thank you all. And we are <laughs> volunteering to do it. Edna. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Edna. Um, it is a pleasure having you. Uh, as I already mentioned at, at the top of this, uh, to our listeners, we will be linking to all necessary pages, uh, GoFundMes, websites, everything that we can find um, so that you all are able to connect to Hotels Not Hospitals. Edna, thanks again for being here. Thank you. Thanks so much. It's great to talk to you. You too.